Hello, everybody. Kyle here. You are listening to the Chaos and Shadow podcast, and I am joined here by my co-host, Pagan. Pagan, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing good. How are you? Doing very well, thank you. We are joined by our very, very good friend, Katie Webb. Katie, how's your evening going? It's so good. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for joining us again. Um, this is our second attempt at a recording. We talked about some things in our last attempt, and the spirit world was literally against us. I have had no internet issues for like a week or so, and I've never been cut off in an interview, but we start talking about something that they shut us down. Like my internet totally dropped out multiple times. So we are going to um, maybe dodge some things tonight that we were going to get into. <laughs> what we really want to talk to Katie about tonight, starting off is the use of cannabis in witchcraft and magical practice as a whole. This is something that a lot of our listeners wanted us to ask you about, especially after our seance that took place in August and uh, we're going to get a little into that one a little bit towards the end because we had some really cool uh, ritual work that went on in it. And we're going to be planning the upcoming one that's going to happen on October 2nd. So folks want to bookmark that in their calendar already. October 2nd. I think we have you down for 8 p.m. Eastern time. That'll be on twitch.tv forward slash Kyle Paranormal. Without further ado, Katie, could you talk to us uh, as someone that uses cannabis, how you approach it when it comes to magical practice? Some people say it closes them off. Some people feel like it enhances them. How do you stand on the subject? Um, cannabis is absolutely just like everything else. You know, we all have our different taste buds. We all have, you know, different things that give us acid reflux and things like that. Um, and so it's definitely a, like a very personal experience. Um, I have been an avid smoker since I was 15. So it's been something that's always been good to me as a person that suffers from addiction cannabis is something that has been tried and true um my whole life and has never steered me wrong so i love it <laughs> i love it so much That's um and i use it in magic in one million ways <laughs> where should we begin <laughs> Well, okay, this is a this is so good to hear cuz I am someone that only started when I moved out to California. I, born and raised in Pennsylvania, mm -hmm. it's still um just medical here only. But when I was in California and had full access, that's when I really got into it and I felt like it really opened my practice. It to me was one of those things that yep. um helped pull down some of the walls. So Yep. Maybe we can dive into it in that way, because now that I'm out again and don't have as easy access, I'm struggling to get to some of those same points in my meditation practices. Mm. So mm -hmm. do you think, I mean, yeah, how do we want to take this? Is this something, do you use it almost every time you meditate or is it something you go on and off of? How do you approach your actual use of it application wise? I definitely go on and off. I don't always um, use it for meditation. Um, I do think like early on in my early stages of smoking cannabis, even I would say my first 10 years of smoking cannabis, I felt like it gave me a deeper connection to the world. It gave me, I just remember like being stoned and kind of walking around and feeling my heart connecting with the moon and just having like, these, you know, long nights of just 
feeling like I'm telepathically connected to stars and moons and things like that because I smoked cannabis and it wouldn't have happened any other way. Um, and you know, there's that whole debate of like, well, that's because you were just high. You were just high. Well, (laughs) 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 to those, to those people with those kinds of thoughts, um, I, we have, that's like so much more to talk about, right? Because you can say that with paranormal investigation, you can say, oh, that was just a personal experience. There's not really a ghost there. You just, you just, you know, your eyes were playing tricks on you, right? Um, but we all know that it takes humans to interact with ghosts, uh, which is a larger topic. Um, (laughs) but it's the same thing with like, meditation and astral projection even it's like you when you train your mind to do these things they're happening in your mind right and so people could argue that they're not happening in this reality they're just oh that's just in your mind but your mind is very important your mind can do magic things but your and mind is awesome. also connected to the universe <laughs> exactly and your mind is connected to the universe we pulse out with the universe. So in my opinion, your mind has the ability to connect you to alternate dimensions. And sometimes using cannabis specifically amongst other things, which we can talk about at a different time, um, can take you to very specific planes of existence that you might not have gone otherwise. I think that's extremely well said because there is the debate like like you you articulated so well there that Mm. some people are going to say, oh, you're just high. But as far as as a new practitioner of magic, as someone who is probably using it for years, but not calling it that as I come in in this last year and study the more uh written down the codified style of witchcraft and and the such it seems like putting yourself in a mental state is the key or the beginning to almost every single book like that is at least a generalized feel they always talk about sitting down and getting your brain where it needs to be because again we think that's where the magic happens that it's your brain that's doing yeah. that But also we're talking about a plant here, too, which it's really unfortunate that marijuana has been demonized for very Mm -hmm. money purposes Mm -hmm. and religious purposes. Mm -hmm. But we're talking Mm -hmm. a plant of the earth. So Mm -hmm. I can't help but see it as something to be utilized um, as something to help. Yeah, go ahead. No, you're right. And for centuries, witches have felt that way. (laughs) Witches go way way back smoking cannabis making hashish we can talk about flying ointments at a different time because that's a whole separate subject (laughs) but witches love to experiment with their mind because they know those are other planes of existence that you can get to absolutely we know that yeah, right. Absolutely. We know that. <laughs> and, you know, the funny thing is having MS, I have to sometimes take prescription pain meds because my nervous system decides to freak out. And the funny thing is the comparison to plant medicine or, you know, 
things like marijuana or CBD or any of those other things that give you that kind of hallucinating kind of high are so different than prescription drugs. Yes, you mm. can get high with prescription drugs. 100%. For some reason with me, it does, it shuts my brain off. The prescription drugs do like they, there's nothing there. I don't dream. I don't see, I don't do anything. Yep. It's just blank. And like, it's not even like the other day when we did our seance with uh, Devin Hunter, he took us to this room of darkness or this blackness that enca- encapsulated us so that we could able to do all the psychic stuff that we wanted to do with him. Yep. And the blackness that comes with the prescription drugs is not the same. No. <laughs> not even it's close. Empty. It's empty. empty. It's literally Mm -hmm. empty. There's nothing there. I was addicted to Xanax for years. I know exactly that emptiness. I I hate Xanax. I hate it so much. I I have it in case of emergency, like cannot shut the panic attacks off, but I absolutely despise Xanax because it makes me not feel in control. Yeah. I loved it for the fact that it made me feel nothing, but yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> that's not yeah that's not actually good <laughs> and then weed or cbd because weed is not legal in tennessee unfortunately yeah. um but when i did smoke weed weed opened up my brain to a whole nother like level of i see things in mm-hmm. color like mm-hmm. you know my brain sees in color now but it saw things in colors that i didn't even know existed in mm-hmm. the best of ways And I really, it it was funny because I watched a documentary that was called Fantastic Fungi. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that documentary. Oh, it's so good. So it made me want to become a mushroom farmer, which I'm doing (laughs) next year. But anyway, I digress. (laughs) But he talked about having this psychedelic experience when he took magic mushrooms for the first time. And the way he described it was the way it it felt when I smoked weed for the first time. Mm. It was just so awesome and so opening and i had great spiritual experiences with it so it's so funny that we are living in a culture that demonizes weed a plant Mm. that is actually good for you in so many ways in so (laughs) many ways cannabis has so well now that it's getting legalized in different states across the country we're now able to do a lot more scientific testing with cannabis and we're learning so much about this plant this plant has so, 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 so many properties. And there's 1 million different strains and they've been crossbred forever. And there's just so many different. So every cannabis plant is full of cannabinoids, flavonoids, and terpenes. And terpenes have their own set of properties. They're mostly about like smell and taste, but a lot of them have like anti-inflammatory properties. A lot of them, um, linalool can actually help your brain, um, like mm-hmm. not go towards having, um, Alzheimer's. Uh, Very good for MS. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. So it's just like, I mean, I could talk about, we could do a whole podcast and just on terpenes. Um, so even like, you know, beyond the way that witches have used them forever. Now with the testing of the plant, we can actually get really super specific with how we want to use it and what exactly we want it to do to our brain. And we can pick the exact strain that we think is going to do that to our brain. Um, which is like fascinating and fucking very cool. 
Right? Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm, glad. I'm obsessed with the strain. Hash plant, everyone. Hash plant took me to an entirely new dimension I've never been into. Really? Oh, my Lord. My Lord. I'm so glad you brought up about the testing, too, because I, I will not claim mm. to be an expert on any of this. And obviously, folks out there, I feel like I should make the disclaimer of, you know, do whatever's legal in your state and all that crap or just federal government right, legalize sure. it already. You guys are being the bad guys. Stop it. Uh, but, th- but the fact that people scientists could not test with it, too, like that's what the war on drugs got us was, yeah. Yeah. you know, a huge middle finger to. Uh, a lot of the testing, like you guys are both saying with the Alzheimer's research and all of that. I mean, only yes. now in the last decade, sort of kind of has the scientists in the U.S. been able to do something meaningful with this. So yes. it's really gross to see it that way. I do find it also, as we're talking, a bit mm, manipulative, scary that mm. a lot of religious organizations in the U.S. are the ones that want to make sure people don't have cannabis. Uh, because yeah. that to me feels like if cannabis is giving people an eye-opening experience, it feels to me like you're hiding something very blatantly <laughs> by saying people can't do it. I'm curious. It's harder if, to indoctrinate people. Yeah, I was going to say, do yep. you have any opinion on that? Like how, how they're going about that? Because that just boggles my mind. Cannabis frees your mind, man. <laughs> to sound like fucking Jerry Garcia or somebody. <laughs> But it does. (laughs) And it allows you to think for yourself and it allows you to see through the cracks. Like it's so much easier to see rules that are unnecessary and um, over controlling after you've been a pot smoker. Just Mm -hmm. how it goes. It's everything against what organized religion is against. Organized religion wants you to follow their rules. They want you to do it their way. They don't want you to think for themselves. They want to do the thinking for you. And then mm. you that's one of the reasons why they come in and they're like, oh, hey, let's you know talk about controlling marijuana. But ultimately, you end up having this really wonderful experience when you smoke it. And it changes all of your thoughts about the groups that you were following. It so, certainly can. There are yeah. plenty of cults out there that smoke marijuana that are no good also. <laughs> That's a very good point. There are. Yeah. <laughs> I want to say when I first started smoking, it but, really was that stage where it started to unwind me. Like that, that's been something like a, a process or a journey of its own that has stuck with me. And I'm sorry, I cut you off there. No, that's all right. <clears throat> There's just like so much to say. <laughs> um, like, for example, we all know that cannabis contains THC. And for the longest time, everybody thought THC was the component in cannabis that got you high. Well, now that it's been legal in Colorado for so long, science ha- scientists have been able to do a lot of different studies on this plant beyond just medicinal use. And they're finding that, in fact, THC isn't actually the component in marijuana that gets you high. And because our lawmakers are making laws about marijuana and they aren't actual avid marijuana smokers, they're now referring to strains with high THC 
as more potent and they have a potency tax on them. Like they're, they're more expensive if they have high THC content. So I like to talk about THC for a minute because I know that there's a lot of people that out there that have had bad experiences with marijuana. And this absolutely is no way, shape or form trying to make you change your mind. Just information, just information. But THC is psychoactive. And that's the part of the, the old marijuana that gets our brain spinning. Now, depending on how that THC is interacting with the other terpenes, it can get your mind spinning into states of paranoia, which high THC tends to do for me. Um, or it can spin your mind out into other directions, into other realms and other worlds. But personally, in my personal experience, I don't actually find that high THC content is what takes me into another plane. Like, for example, I recently smoked hash plant. I told you that took me to a different dimension. That only had, that has a really low amount of THC. I was like 14 to 17%. And some of these other strains out here are clocking in at like 22 to 25% THC per whatever they test. And so I just think sometimes we have a bad experience with cannabis that can turn us off. And you can be turned off. Do it. If you don't want to smoke it, don't smoke it. But if you are interested in trying it again, I would just recommend a strain switch. That's a really good point to bring up. I, I, I think you and I, a while back, I'm remembering, had an exchange on Twitter where you're talking about this very similar people coming and asking um, at a shop about some very, like just just trying to get the highest THC and kind of being... A little bit of douchebags yes. about it. Um, but I did want to throw yeah, out... always the guys. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I want to throw something out there. And I mean, take this how you want. You could talk about the douchebags too. But I mean, I do feel <laughs> as a culture in the US, we are so ignorant of how to approach um, marijuana. Because, yes. again, well, I mean, certain states still are throwing you in jail for a long time if they find you with even the smallest amount. Yeah. So I know yes. that the first time I walked in with my card very legally to the store, I was like, I see all I mean, the store was gorgeous. It looked like a little Apple store with all the just top. No, they all are so ritzy looking. I know. <laughs> and so I, I was just blown <laughs> away because I wasn't sure what I was expecting, but I don't think I was expecting that. And so I get yeah. in there and I was just a little bit blown away. Now, thankfully, the bud tenders that were there were just so freaking kind and like just yeah. super approachable and willing to explain. But I do feel like there's a super bad stigma about people that are just, you know, going and approaching and they, they, they're embarrassed to not know what's happening. Do you have advice for folks like that that are approaching and like, like if they're listening to this episode and this does convince yeah. them to go out there and try again, what's your basics for people, Katie? Oh my God, just talk to your bud tenders want to talk to you. And don't be upset if your bud tender, the thing is we're being dished like a lot of misinformation. And like I mentioned, like the lawmakers making marijuana laws are not avid marijuana smokers. And so you're getting all of this, like, I don't know, like what they find acceptable to say about marijuana, basically, you know, it's okay to be wrong. 
I've been into shops around here because I like, you know, I like to, I like fucking weed. <laughs> I smoke <laughs> all of the weed. And so I go into all the stores because I want to smoke everyone's weed. And bud tenders are telling me, you know, oh, this one has the highest THC and stuff like that. Like they're focused on it too. Like, and mm. that's, it's not their fault. Like that's what we're being told by a lot of different lawmakers. It's what we're being told by a lot of different people. Um, but a quick Google search will bring up all those like scientific tests that I was just talking about. You can see THC isn't the factor. And like I said, I'm out here smoking a lot of weed that's been tested. So I'm like playing around with terpenes and I'm playing around with the different um, levels of THC. And quite frankly, the higher the THC, the less I tend to enjoy myself. So in my mind, I've proven to myself that it's not all about the THC. Um, oh, shoot, I was going to go someplace with that. And I totally lost track because I started eating jelly beans. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Well, I mean, okay, so I, I will give a little bit of I my... I smoke some weed, actually. You should. Help me get... I mean, <laughs> you can totally blaze up right now. We are fine with it. Ooh, here's a fun experiment. So I've been pretty, like, poignant so far, and I've been able to, like, find my words for the most part. Let's see how weird the conversation gets once I get high. By all means. Oh, I'd love it. Right? <laughs> I'm always curious about that, too, because I we can play with that. The seance, too. I can we can do like some of it high and some of it not. Amen to that. That'd Mm, be fun. That could be fun. That'd be very fun. Um, Right. Because, I mean, as a streamer in the past, like being live on on Twitch and doing that as uh, like a lot of the day job. I found mixed results for me and how I was streaming or, or at least how I was perceiving it. I think yep. at the time I was having a little bit too much of like downer pot then. Um, yeah, because that's real. Indica makes me depressed sometimes. Big mood. <laughs> I love yeah, a strain that can happen, called sure. Gorilla Glue and it because it takes me oh, to like GG4. Oh, love Gorilla Glue. It takes me places. Me but too. It me also too. makes me depressed G4. if I do it too much, which is no good. So I need to balance yeah, that yeah. out. Um, There's a lot of different versions of Gorilla Glue, too. You'll have to pay attention to the ones that are best for you. Whenever Pennsylvania makes it legal here, which I hope is soon. I, I really hope it is. Should, I, yeah, I can't. It's like crazy that Pennsylvania isn't into it. Uh, and I mean, it's, it's not surprising that Tennessee is not legal. <laughs> No, <laughs> not, not even surprising at all. No. <laughs> Sorry, doesn't surprise me. <laughs> I'm watching like more it'll probably more. be legal nationwide before Tennessee says yes. <laughs> That's what we need. This administration needs to get there, get in the gear, and just do that federally. It will change. You know what, though, everything. So smoking mugwort takes me places too. Oh, it makes me cough so bad. Like, weed makes me cough, but mugwort makes me cough so bad. I have tips. I have tips on smoking herbs. Please. So I used to do a lot of herb concoctions because I love to play with my brain. And I find, because herbs definitely, it's like, it's like they're not completely meant to be smoked, even though it's fine. Um, Because like you said, yeah, it's really harsh on the throat, fully. Um, Mm -hmm. Throwing a fresh leaf in, like, whatever you roll. I'm a, I'm a blunt smoker myself, but 
or like a fresh palm leaf smoker. I love to smoke a palm leaf. But um, if you are like rolling a joint of, let's say, Damiana and mugwort um, or a raspberry leaf and mugwort or something like that, throw like a fresh piece of sage or a fresh piece of mint in there. That smooths it right out. Oh, okay. Moves it right out. I like that. I don't have any mugwort in the house. I I haven't for a while. I need to actually get some. Yeah. Honestly, and the the cannabis smokers out there, you want to get real wild, mix some mugwort with your cannabis. I did Hold on tight. (laughs) I did that. That that sounds like a hallucinogenic trip. Holy shit. (laughs) (laughs) It's funny. Like, even mugwort just burning it as incense, it's one of the reasons why I don't have it in the house is because burning it as incense makes me trip out. Yeah, mugwort psychedelic as fuck. <laughs> yeah, I I did the last time I did mugwort, I actually burned it outside. Still got tripped out as fuck. Uh, yeah. The world got very very blurry and dizzy. No oh, gosh, it was it was a wild trip. But anyway, um, it was mugwort, frankincense, and Ooh. witch's grass. Ooh, and that that was a very interesting combination that. I don't know if I'd want to repeat it, but it was interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, it was just an incense that. blend. It wasn't even smoking. It was just literally burning incense outdoors. <laughs> I believe it. I mean, I've shared a mugwort cannabis joint with someone and I was like, get ready. And they were like, after we smoked it, they were just like, I don't know. I don't feel that high. I was like, oh, so obviously everyone listening, it's just like cannabis. It's not going to be for everyone. So if you smoke it and you're like, I didn't have that experience. Well, it's just not for you, man. Well, I'll be. But some people will have the experience Pagan and I had. I'll be devil's advocate because I wasn't. I was the guy that didn't have the experience and say, I'm right now trying to buy more online. So, I mean, the other thing I'll put (laughs) out to people is stop being so prude. Like, if it's not for you, it's not for you. But really, is it not for you? Are you just kind of being a downer about it? Because because I didn't have the experiments experience doesn't mean i'm not gonna try again yeah we are all a different chemical combination mm-hmm. we are our own alchemy not everything is going to work the same for everyone and i think it also comes down i, I mean okay let's talk magical again for a second too because this 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 yep. ties in you also sometimes need to be in a certain headspace for it like Mm-hmm. I hear a lot of times yes. people the first time they smoke, they're like, I didn't like it. I got a headache. And and they'll use that as a way to like demonize it. They'll say that they're open to it and sure. they're pro-legalization. But in a way, they're kind of using it as like, well, I tried and it's not for me and meh, meh, meh. And they kind of poo-poo it since. I think there's a little yep. bit of a magical side to it that comes into play that is you need to want it a bit. Like you... Yeah, need to go mm-hmm. into it with the mindset of, it hey, is. I'm doing this to have fun. I think if you try any sort of drug, um, especially the more hallucinogen- hallucinogenic, which I have not done myself, but I, I assume for those ones like um, psilocybins and stuff, I'm really going to assume you want to be in that right headspace in a place that you're yep. excited to do it because every bad trip oh. I've heard about seems to come from a lack of preparation, just not being in the mood yep. that they should have done it. So... <laughs> I, I open that floor to YouTube, but I, I you hear my point. It is try yes. it with good intent in mind. 
Absolutely. And have food in your stomach and be hydrated for fuck's sake. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. The difference between smoking on an empty stomach and smoking with food in your system is enormous. Like enormous. I mean, just think about it. You don't want to like go and out to party and be hangry at the same time. It doesn't work. Right. It puts you yeah. in a bad mood. <laughs> it's just like drinking. Everybody knows about drinking. You don't want to drink on an empty stomach. Nope. Don't want to do it. will be intensified on a empty stomach. And the only other thing that I would say about no matter where, whatever you're doing, that's your choice of psychedelics or whatever it may be. Um, make sure you're doing it in a safe space. The first time I did ma- magic mushrooms, I was not in a safe space. Ooh. And I was actually at a party with a lot of people I didn't know, and I was not comfortable and had a really, really, really bad experience. Mm. And so, yeah, if you're going to do it, be somewhere where you can be safe. For because sure. If you've got it in the back of your mind that you're not really sure you can trust the people around you, that's going to impact wh- how you experience things. And whether it be your you know, burning mugwort for a ritual or you're getting high on some weed or you're doing mushrooms, whatever it is that you're doing, just be safe, please. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, if I be can. Smart. And, you know, a customer said to me today, I think I was going to say this a minute ago and I forgot, but a customer said to me today, like, why would you want to smoke weed during the daytime? And why wouldn't you? Yeah. Well, I responded to him, you know, weed is medicine for some people. For some people, it's not about getting as fucked up as possible. Um, For some people, it's about just relieving their anxiety, uh, regaining some control of their mind. Weed is protective. It's anti-inflammatory. There's a lot of really positive reasons to why you might just want to smoke a tiny bit and not get absolutely blasted. Um. Or choose a strain that leaves you with an actually clear and focused mind as opposed to a stony baloney mind. Um, there's a lot, there's a lot to consider. It is absolutely 100% useful for some people's ADHD, for some mm-hmm. people's, yeah. It, I, as a person that was diagnosed with ADD in college, that was that became addicted to Adderall, and then I became addicted. Well, it all my addictions all started with my wisdom teeth coming out. Um, oh, <laughs> but I've been addicted to a variety of like prescribed things: Xanax, Flexerol, Klonopin, like you name it. I got addicted to it. Um, but I am out here in this world with depression, anxiety, and ADHD. And how does one, you know? exist and not try to just completely like numb themselves and cannabis has like been there and been that for me Mm -hmm. um and sure it is all about dosage just like it is like with your prescription you know you don't want to over you know take you don't want to take two of the pills you're supposed to take one of just like in the morning before work i'm not trying to smoke an entire blunt and go blasted i smoke like a quarter of one because it takes my anxiety away mm-hmm. um and so i think you know long story short it's all about your mindset just like you were saying you don't necessarily have to be like i'm about to get so fucked up you can be like, I'm going to have a fun time, get a little silly, let's go. 
So I have a question for you. And I I remember this from a coven I was in, God, fucking years ago. Um, but one of the people that I was in the coven with, she would not practice any magic if she was high. Okay. And uh, I believe that you and I had spoken about doing magic while being depressed and that some of the best magic you had worked was when you were mm. in a depressive state. Mm. Is it similar to being high for you? Do you, do you practice while you're, I mean, obviously you've done seances with us while you were high, but yeah. you know, <clears throat> does it affect your magic? Does it make it stronger, et cetera, et cetera. That is an awesome question. Um, it doesn't necessarily affect my magic, um, but it definitely affects my brain. So I often, nine times out of 10, do not paranormal investigate high. That I need my full attention for. Um, sometimes I'll have a few puffs because again, I do use it to combat anxiety and I was on a show and I was being filmed. So obviously there's like nerves there. Um, and so I might like have a couple of puffs just to remove the anxiety, but it was always very important to me to be really focused, um, so that I could trust myself basically. Um, and so with magic, um, it's interesting because bringing up the idea of trusting oneself, you would think that that would apply to my magic as well, but my magic is so innate and it's so just exactly who I am. And if I feel like being really high in that moment, then that's what my magic is calling for. And so I do it. Hey, everybody, Kyle jumping in here to let you know about some really cool dates to save in the calendar for Chaos and Shadow and the Revelator Podcast Network. We have Katie Webb joining us for a seance on October 2nd at 8 p.m. Eastern, taking place on twitch.tv forward slash Kyle Paranormal. On October 9th, Ty Gowan is joining us from Haunt Me. He will have an interview that week and an amazing seance appearance. Cannot wait to work with him and some ESP gear. I know that he grabbed the same ESP equipment I have, so it's going to be really fun to talk shop on that. On October 16th, we have John E.L. Tenney coming back, followed by Michelle Belanger on October 23rd. It is a huge lineup. We're still working on plugging some people in. We've got other interviews with Naja Lightfoot in there, and we're planning in to November. So keep your eyes peeled. I also want to let you know that on October 1st, we have the Pan Paracon that I will be speaking at. I'm one of the speakers on Friday, October 1st. So if you want to watch it for free, go to panparacon.com. In addition to that, I want to shout out some amazing improvements to our subscription program. If you want to keep this show and others working on the network, if you want to see the seances become all the cooler, we have beefed up the founders tier. That's right. The $55 tier now includes a handcrafted monthly gift that will be mailed to you. For example, I've just crafted up some amazing mugwort and eucalyptus soap. I also have some lavender and rosemary. It's my first time hand making it, and I will be sending that directly to subscribers' doors. So if you want to get in on that, the higher the tiers you go above founder, the more you can get in the mail. Um, for example, in this first batch that'll go out around Halloween, uh, preservation team members are going to get two of these different pieces of soap. And... Um, the highest tier, the restoration tier, is going to get a bonus handcrafted goodie in there. So look at it. Check it out. We now offer some annual plans on top of it. So if you want to keep us going at full steam, great way to help. 
I want to shout out the contributor tier members. Those are at the $20 level. You now have a bunch of access to our seances recorded and listed up on the RPN site. But beyond that, we are adding in one more amazing thing. We are going to do live interviews with our guests and only you will have those interview links. So only our contributors and higher will have access to that. That means contributors, founders, preservation tier members, restoration tier members, all of you have live access to these. If you're founder and higher, you're gonna get those goodies in the mail. Check it out. That's at revelatornetwork.com forward slash subscribe. I love it. I love it so much. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I I really like that a lot because having become more sober, Kyle, since the move, I feel like I'm having a really hard time getting to um, a lot of the meditative states that we were starting to explore, like with out of body stuff. Mm. Um, And I think that a lot of that is self-doubt, which is tied to my anxiety and all that other, like like what we're already encapsulating in our previous conversation. And Mm so what makes me a little bit sad or a lot of bit sad, if I'm being honest, is I feel more distanced from what we were doing and what I was working on. Now, the mm. results aren't less. So I think that there's a lot of where I said self-doubt that's coming into play. Where, um, So we were doing a lot of out-of-body experience play and all of that. We were really working on that. And I just feel a little bit more distant from it. So that's something I'm sad about. But I think there's something in there yeah. about trusting, like you're saying, very innate magic. Um, the results that I've gotten since, as we've been doing seances together and all this, have not been diminished. So actually, I'm having yeah. a little bit of a healing moment as we're talking in this conversation, too. <laughs> yeah. I would like to also That's point. With real. I'd, li- I'd like to also chime in with what you were kind of saying a second ago, Katie, that when people were approaching using cannabis with magic, it, I think there's something to be said about sampling what's out there. Now, thankfully, that yep. we have these great stores that are labeled and you have people that you can speak to about it. Uh, just mm-hmm. like... Or maybe I should say opposite from alcohol. Each yeah. strain is very different. You're not just <laughs> drinking to get to a state. Like yeah, I, pretty much any bottle you throw back, you're getting to the same exact state of being drunk. But when it comes to getting high, they're very, very different. Uh, and you made very me think different. of this whenever you said, you know, you're not getting blasted before work. Right. It's so important for folks to take that away that each strain is going to treat you differently. And when yes. I was really playing around and having fun, when I just got that card, I would get some of the smallest of a lot of different things and go home yeah. and just experiment over the weekend. I mean, you could do this over whatever time. I literally do that. Yeah. Do you do that? You said. Yeah, I do that. I love that. I absolutely love it. I mean, and I think that's, again, something that's unique to this um, legalization process. I think a lot of people yes. are going into it like they would alcohol. I'm just going to the liquor store. Let me buy all this. But when you're going mm-hmm. to the pot shop, you want to try some different things, some t- sativas, some indicas, some hybrids, especially if you really want to work it in. Because yep. I think that's all going to take you to a different place when you choose to utilize that. It is. And, you know, it is alcohol definitely like, you know, the, there is definitely a difference between like the way whiskey interacts with my body and the way tequila interacts m- with my body. Um tequila i just like dance a lot and have a good time and then on whiskey i might fight you i definitely have bit somebody before (laughs) (laughs) so but what you're saying is like you definitely could just like go in and pick any whiskey and and know what whiskey is about to do to you like 
as opposed to cannabis, where you can go all around the country and sample the strain Girl Scout cookies, and it's going to be different many times because they can just call something Girl Scout cookies and it can have any parentage of plants that brought it to be that strain. It doesn't, there's no like real rules on naming anything, like how there's like whiskey and tequila, like these are very specific things. Cannabis strains can be called anything. Um, There's no rules. I'm glad you said that. Yes. And usually people have taken, so um, usually what you're going to be, everything basically that you're getting right now is a hybrid. Nothing is pure anymore. Like things have been crossbred and with no tracking system because it's all been illegal this whole time. There are cannabis purists out there that are like saving seeds and things like that. But what you're mostly going to buy in a store is not from those like purists. Um, So... You know, it's a little bit hazy in that way for that re- for that reason, because it's been illegal for so long, but they are testing it. So what you can find are your terpenes and things that you know that you like. So I'm about to smoke Liberty Haze. Liberty Haze is a cross between G13 and Chemdog 91. I'm pretty convinced that Chemdog is a really wonderful meditative strain that will take your mind all kinds of places. Um, terpenes, limonene, myrcene, and a little bit of caryophylline. Caryophylline is a terpene that interacts with your body a lot. Limonene and myrcene are great for, this is just off the top of my head. I'm not great at memorizing everything, but limonene is really great for like stress relaxation. And I think myrcene is too, but this strain Makes me real stony baloney. So let's see how this goes. <laughs> yes. I mean, I can't support you anymore. I mean, I'm lacing it... up now. So just please, <laughs> please, please, please. Kyle, should I send you some like, like a pen, like a vape? Then you can smoke with like no smell in your house. Oh, well, we have to talk after the podcast. But yeah, let's for, talk the record, after, no. the for the record, no. For the record, absolutely not. Because, you know, yes, for the record, wait, no. got it, got it. Yep. Wait, mm. Got it. <laughs> wait, no, wait. So, but no, it's a real. No, wait, uh, that's, not winking. Yeah, no, she's not winking. Chat, stop, just don't even. Uh, no, it's, <laughs> it's wild. <laughs> We'll go off of that for a sec. I want to talk about that too, though. The the so get yourself a pen. Everybody is what you need to do. Go to wherever you need to go, but do it legally. Uh, Live resin, everybody. Live resin. Do you want to if talk you're going to vaporize? That? You want live resin? Can we talk live resin? Because I, so I've had my fair yep. share of pens. Actually, so the first okay. time I did pen stuff was when I watched Hellier, and I have never cried ah. and watched a tv show at the same time and been so like freaked out in the best of ways uh yeah let's yep. talk live resin because what would you like to share with people that have never approached that before live resin is very interesting from a magical point of view because you are taking um a live plant and you are squishing the life and oils out of it for your personal enjoyment <laughs> it's like a lobster right like you cook it you drop it in live <laughs> Poor plant. i need to get some water <laughs> one sec yeah go for it <laughs> i love literally the, some water. the pagan in me that kind of was like you're doing what to a plant i i 
I don't know if I agree with this, but I also very much agree with this. <laughs> oh, Cannabis I love it so much. This is so great. <laughs> probably never been so happy before, though. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's finally starting to get its renaissance. This is just what brings me so much joy. That's why I'm actually... Uh, I'm more excited to be talking this than even before the show. Like, I didn't know what direction we were going to go exactly, but I'm so happy to have this because this feels like we're destigmatizing something. I don't see anyone else mm-hmm. talking about yeah. this. I mean, surely I someone agree. is, but in my like year that I've been really into the occult community, I've not seen this topic come up much, if ever. So, for- dude, people really think weed is like a drug, they really judge you. They really do. But I really judge you. My excuse or like, I guess, rationale for that is and I told this to my friend. So this is a story. When I first moved out to California, I became really close friends with a guy that was also from uh, Pennsylvania. He was from Pittsburgh and he kind of was out there like two or three years before me. And he did one of those low key like judgy sort of things because I went out there and I was totally new to pot and I was a little uncomfortable with it at first. And he was a total stoner. And he'd be like, why don't you know anything about this? And that's why our friendship ended. It's like he just had some bad juju about it. But I'm like, dude, I'm from a place that if you have like flecks of it on your jacket, that's a great excuse to just haul you off to whatever the legal system wants to take you to. And so I always go to people like it's, you know, if you're from Colorado or California or whatever that you've been smoking for years, great. Hallelujah. But do remember, it's that age old thing of like. Some people just still have it really fucking rough and they can't get a hold of it in any good way, shape or form. So I'm glad there's people like you out there, Katie, that are like willing to have these conversations and educate folks because it's easy to feel like you're the black sheep or whatever. And people like are looking down on you for it. So. Oh, yeah. I get hella judged. I've always been. I rolled with a bunch of straight edge kids in high school and they judged the fuck out of me for smoking weed. (laughs) As you can imagine. (laughs) It's so And it's really interesting kind of going back to the whole thing of people thinking that, you know, weed is like that hardcore drug and all that. But the funny thing is, the ones that they think are the hardcore drugs like shrooms and weed are not the ones that are synthetic based. They're plant based. Yeah. They're nature based. But the Absolutely. ones that actually are the hardcore drugs are the ones that are synthetic based. Yeah. They're, and it, I mean, it's just awful. I, like honestly with the right education and the right services available all drugs are safe mm-hmm. literally you can genuinely safely can be a heroin consumer with the right tools and people around you and services that you might need involved but because all drugs have been demonized in a very negative way People are being jailed. People are being misinformed. Nobody knows how to help someone if they've taken too much of something, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So the issue really isn't necessarily that people are using drugs. The issue is that we think you're a bad person if you use drugs and you deserve to be punished. Bingo. That is mm-hmm. it. I mean, that's so strongly it. I mean, that's very well yes. said because like like you're saying, if if the environment's safe, I mean, you can have a good time with it, which is an interesting which, yeah. note of like calling 
uh, marijuana or cannabis a gateway drug. I always thought this was an interesting one. As, as soon as, again, I made that move, how day to night it was in legality, it stood out yeah. to me that what makes marijuana a, quote, gateway drug, bringing with it all the negative implications, right? All the bad criminal activity. I'm putting up air quotes. No one can see me. But I think <laughs> what exactly makes it that evil drug is the fact that the law is force forces you to get it yes. by under the counter means, which unfortunately mm -hmm. in cases does put people in extreme danger at times. Like, I mean, your mileage is going to vary, but the law, and they don't forcing, know what to do if they've done too much, mm -hmm. uh, you know, cause you can't, I mean, you can't obviously die in an OD from weed, but you can smoke too much, mm -hmm. you know, and people don't know how to handle that. People end up in the hospital. And obviously the hospital just gives them an IV because they're dehydrated because that's all that fucking happens. But like, I'm not laughing at people that go to the hospital. I'm laughing because we are so uneducated that we can't even recognize in ourselves that just drinking water could bring us back down. Having mm -hmm. maybe eating some food would snap you out of it. You know what I mean? There are simple fixes to being too high especially CBD. Now that CBD is everywhere, CBD counteracts the highs in THC. So if you're too high, take some CBD. That will literally help you. But nobody fucking knows that. Know that. Yeah, See, nobody I, knows here that. I am learning all this cool stuff that I didn't even know because <laughs> yeah. it's not fucking legal in my state. Yes, that's the <laughs> thing, right? Like we're, we're just uneducated. We just don't know. And so it's like, you know, your friend in California being like, oh, it's like, not only do you not have access to safely buying cannabis, but you do not have access to education about cannabis either, because if it's illegal, we're not allowed to study it and learn and educate people and talk about it freely. Well Absolutely. Said. And, you know, it was it's funny because when I first got diagnosed with MS, it was probably about a year or so after I got diagnosed, my neuro uh, put me on a drug and I had horrible reactions to this drug. And it actually made me lose my ability to walk. Like he, once he wow. realized, oh, this is the drug doing this, not the MS, immediately oh my pulled me God. Off, put me on a different drug. And immediately I got my ability to walk back. I was feeling lots better. And yeah. So, you know, obviously synthetic drugs can fuck you up. But the funny oh. thing is, he said, I really wish that the weed was legal because he said, I would prescribe it to you in a heartbeat. He said, Boom. I'm so sorry that I can't prescribe this to you because you're so drug sensitive. And he yep. said, this would probably be the only thing that would save you. And he said, it's not legal. And dun, then, dun, of dun. course, he retired like a year later. And, you know, I've had shitty neuros ever since. But, you know, it's one of those things that it could seriously help so many people, not just connecting with your spirituality, like we were talking about at the beginning of the show, right. but absolutely in so many physical capacities like yeah. MS, anxiety, ADHD. real medical qualities. Yes. 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 Such Not even to mention, like, you can get hemp from cannabis. Yes. And hemp, you can turn into plastic and other things. Like, y'all. Biodegradable I was going to say there's biofuel that you can make with hemp, too, right? Biofuel. You can make paper products. You can make plastic products. Everything and, like, comes all from hemp. <laughs> yes. Like, cannabis could just, like, fucking save the world. And everyone, we're just like, mm. it's a Not gateway only that. Drug. 
that it also removes toxic chemicals and radiation from ground soil. It's one of the reasons why I think they planted, like, I want to wow. say, like, 500,000 hemp plants or something around Chernobyl. Oh, yeah. Help, uh, ne- uh, negate some of the radiation around there. It's slowly working, but they realize they need to plant about, you know, 500,000 more of those plants. But also an area of the world you know, that hates it, too. <laughs> yes. But also, like, there's mushrooms that will do that. There's mushrooms yes. that will absorb the pollution in the air. There's mushrooms that will break down plastic. But Absolutely. We're fucking, no, we're worried about. I don't know everything. We're worried wrong. about making more plastics when we could literally just turn to nature. We're worried nature about money. Yes, yes. About money, which we created. It's not even fucking real. We could just abolish <laughs> money tomorrow. Like we created that. It doesn't even exist in this natural fucking planet. Like, ugh. <laughs> yeah, there's no joke anyway, to say that money so is the, really the root of all evil. I mean, literally <laughs> has so destroyed crazy. this planet. Uh, and it's, it's funny, so right? Um, kind of bouncing back a little bit to the gateway drug that marijuana is yeah. supposedly yeah. is. The first time I heard that, I was in church. I didn't hear it from huh. the government. I heard it from church. I there's so many preachers that would say, you know, don't do drugs, kids, because it's a gateway drug. Don't smoke weed. Don't do this. Don't do that. Because, And like it was one of those things that kind of going back to what we were saying, that there's so many organized religions that are pushing for weed not to be legal. Yeah. And here's one of the reasons that it's a quote unquote gateway drug. Oh, I you know what? Infuriating. <laughs> I definitely know people out there that will smoke some weed and it will make them want to drink and do other drugs. Um, But I don't think that's cannabis's fault. I think that's just an addictive personality. That's like an escapist person. Yeah, that's an escapist personality. That's, I don't think it's fair to overgeneralize, you know? I mean, obviously there's, we just mentioned a million reasons why calling it a gateway drug is foolish and irresponsible but it's also like not an umbrella statement that can be made because it's such a personal experience like we're talking to people here like some people smoke weed for the first time and get really paranoid and never want to smoke it again because it wasn't a nice experience understood fine some people it's just not for them and some people have a spiritual experience and love it some people have a medicinal experience like we are all our own chemical equations and so for some people yeah marijuana could be a gateway drug because it introduces them one to drug culture because everything's underground and so you know a lot of weed dealers have a bunch of other drugs they're selling too because that's war on drugs fault but two um oh see i lost it i'm too high i you're, lost my train of you're, you're right on the money though i mean the war on drugs has i mean not only been used in this country to destroy minority groups and cultures you know to explicitly Absolutely. put them behind bars to make 100%. money off of them uh and to re i mean right, it's reinvented slavery, slavery. Like, it is reinvented slavery yes exactly because like they want slavery yeah for sure yeah that's why we work our prisoners so with no pay i mean it's there's absolutely. no other way around it. And that's why there's so many privatized prisons. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I hope, I think, as, as we're kind of towards the end of, of this episode, I mean, we're going to record a second part here with Katie in a minute. So everyone that's a subscriber, you got to go and listen to this next part. We're going to be planning our seance. But I'm really hopeful. I haven't even spoke half this blunt yet. You guys, no, you it's going to get We'll really hang good. out with you until you're done with it. This is... <laughs> 
But I'm hoping that as, and it's really hard to say this every day, culture seems extraordinarily scary, but also I have hope <laughs> that you have to. people are <laughs> yeah. opening their minds. And I, really, I, I feel that marijuana, hemp, and the rest seem like such a great potential for us all. And when I see states legalize things, um, like everyone that's microdosing with shrooms these days, I'm so right. happy to see that coming yes. through because it gives yes. me a, a little extra ember in that hope where I'm like, if we can just yes. get people to see that it is not the scapegoat villain, you know, everyone's, uh, they dress up. I mean, there's the reason it's called devil's lettuce, right? Like people <laughs> have dressed it up to be this ultimate evil. My favorite evil. name for it, to be honest, my favorite name for it. Rock a little Satan whenever I smoke myself. So, I mean, come on, how can <laughs> I not? Satan. Hail Satan here. I have this roach flip that makes me look like Aunt Zelda from Sabrina. <laughs> oh. oh my gosh, I love it so much. Is that the one yeah, that you're so using think... during the seance? Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, I yeah, love I that. Every that was so great. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So I can't help but be like, praise Satan all day. I love <laughs> it. Oh my gosh. I mean, this inner this this chat has just been so freaking amazing tonight. I'm so glad we got to have this and air a lot of frustrations that we've had. Because that's that's what it comes down to. Uh I I do have one last question because now this conversation got it in my mind. Have you ever burnt actual like cannabis leaves or anything like that as kind of an altar offering because i mean obviously we're smoking our bud but like yeah. have you ever burnt i have of... some i haven't burnt them but i have some on an altar right now i love that that's, dried leaves that's a goal of mine okay i'm adding that to my yeah. list <laughs> yeah. what do you say offer up some plant goodness to the gods in the universe yeah they're actually uh, i probably shouldn't say oh Cut out the. They're on that, they're on that special offer that we were talking about. Oh earlier. yeah, don't say that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> it is. It is interesting to know we're at the very end of this like recording port part, but we can say that we've had like fifty five minutes of great internet. But the minute we broached a subject earlier that we weren't supposed to talk about yet, it literally like cut us out multiple times. Yeah, Pagan was getting all cut out for me at that moment. Mm -hmm. that's ridiculous <laughs> and my whole like internet to the house my computer's like you're not connected at all so it wasn't just like discord it was totally like no right. do not like, touch oh. so that's really cool i feel a little special i'm not gonna lie that we have a um <laughs> super uh clicky thing that we're just not allowed to approach with the internet yet so just stay tuned everyone um so let's put a cut into this one hey, here before we cut yeah i want to recommend a book Please. To anybody, because yes. if anybody has really resonated with anything I've said about treating um, addiction or anxiety with cannabis or psilocybin or LSD or if anything like that interests you, um, <clears throat> there's a book called How to Change Your Mind. I'm actually I've got it in my hand by Michael Pollan. Uh, my, Michael, M-I-C-H-A-E-L, Pollan, P-O-L-L-A-N. How to Change Your Mind, What the New Science of Psychedelics... Uh, excuse me. <laughs> How to Change Your Mind, What the New Science of Psychedelics Teaches Us About Consciousness, Dying, Addiction, Depression, and Transcendence. And I think everybody should read it. It's on Audible and everything, too. So this is really um, great recommendation. Yeah, it was a freaking New York Times bestseller. It's easy to find. Yeah. 
I'm already looking at it. I will have that in the show notes for people because that's really great. It's excellent and everyone should read it. How to Change Your Mind with the New Science of Psychedelics teaches us about consciousness, dying, addiction, depression, and transcendence, folks. Grab it. It's all over the internet. Uh, Katie, anything else you want to shout out here? Because obviously you have the floor. You've got your amazing Oracle deck. Um, you're very active over on Twitter. What, oh, I'm what's like going on super sold out on my stuff at the moment. Um, can what you can just do. send you money? Cause that would be, they should. Yeah. You can send me <laughs> money. I do a bunch of free stuff on the internet. You can always tip me. Um, but I do have a tarot 101 class that I will be adding more videos to in the next few weeks. I'm like getting ready to add more videos. So everybody that's already bought it has act will have access to the new videos already for no extra charge. Uh, it's 15 bucks. It's like nothing. Um, and it's real like 101 basics. I'm going to add videos on reversal cards and court cards. People seem to have a lot of questions about court cards and how to deal with court cards. So we're going to go into more detail about that. The class is centered on teaching you how to read any deck of cards as a tarot deck. And I will just say as someone that purchased it last year, it is really phenomenal. I, you were my introduction to um, traditional tarot in that way because I saw you Phenomenicon and I think you shouted yep. that out there and I was like, must buy because $15, that's super affordable <laughs> in the tarot space. It's like, yeah, it's kind of a no brainer in my opinion because yeah. you constantly have access to it. So you can always go back to it. Um, Videos, pictures. Videos. Yeah, there's like little worksheets that you can print out like and it's all on. Um, what's that little is it file on, sharing service? Uh, Dropbox? Dropbox. Dropbox. Yeah, it's all in Dropbox. Very easy. It is a no-brainer, like Katie said. Gorganize. And, yeah, you can me. me and tell me more topics you want me to cover. Uh, the reason I'm adding reversals in court cards is because people asked for it. So you can just ask, and I'll just make more videos. I've just been like, honestly, I just kind of forgot to do it. I said I was going to do it like a couple months ago, and I quite literally just forgot. You know. World is freaking crazy. You open up your phone and there's like so many atrocities all at once from the yep. moment you wake up. It's like very hard to be present and focused uh-huh. these days. And I'm trying my damn best. <laughs> I feel that in my soul and my bones so much. Uh, well, yeah. hopefully you get your tarot cards back in stock fairly soon because I, yeah, have, I have a new deck coming out. Oh, I have a new deck yes. coming out. So the bridge is over. There's no more bridge. No, there's never going to be another printing of the oh, bridge. No. Yeah, no. that's it. Y'all that have the bridge have a fucking moment in time. Oh my god! Because the new deck is where it's at. It's like that's the cemetery one, right? Called gravestoned. Hey, hey, <laughs> I love that. Because everything's better when you're stoned, in my opinion. <laughs> but also because it's all gravestones. <laughs> um and i'm hilarious so yeah it's all gravestones so you're going to use your like magic eye memory divination feeling recollection recollection that i was kind of talking about in the beginning on how to use that deck um and that's coming out really soon i'm really really close to being done 
That is phenomenal. So Yay. you guys can grab that up it's at Gorganize. I'm super proud of it. It's fucking yeah, it's great. <laughs> um, also, the Oracle Flipbook is sold out. That's out of stock, too. Yeah, I'm going to make a new one of those. Yes. Oh, so it gonna be I'm gonna make another, it'll be another Flipbook, just like different. Okay. I love the Flipbook. I'm going to have to get the second one. And I'm going to have yeah, to Yeah, I felt kind of genius one. making that. <laughs> well, it like, is. I love that little tarot deck. It's so great because literally I'm just like, I don't want to do a full pull because I'm being lazy. So flip, flip, flip. Yeah. Tell me what I need to know. Oh, I not right now. Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fine. <laughs> highly, highly recommend checking out Katie's stuff on her site. Yes. You need to go support <laughs> gorganize.me. We are going yeah. to... If you guys got it, someday it'll be worth millions. <laughs> yes. Well, also, I want to say TikTok, too, because you do um, all oh, yeah. the horoscopes and such. You do those over there, I think, yeah. primarily, yeah. and they go over to Twitter and all the rest. But folks need to check yeah, those out. Yeah, they go everywhere. I, I keep getting told all these new ideas I should do for TikTok. I don't know, y'all. Y'all are asking me to do a lot. Tip me more. <laughs> yeah, I, I was going to ask, like, what, is there anything people are asking in particular from you? What, what's an example of what they want? Um, they want more. Um, they liked the like um, psychic uh, games, <gasps> I guess. Yes. Um, yes. Those Which we can big. play more psychic games. So you can do more psychic games for sure. I just like don't have like a ton of time. So it's like, you know. Just mm-hmm. you guys should just pay me and then <laughs> it'll force me to do stuff. <laughs> there you go. Everybody. Also, her, her tarot reads that are tied to horror movies are so awesome and yes. always so spot on. Like your one that you did the other night for this full moon. I was like, OK, Katie, you don't have to call me out. All right. <laughs> I feel you. But damn. I feel like using a metaphor <laughs> makes it so fucking personal because you your brain does what it needs to do with that metaphor. So horror movies just present that perfect fucking metaphor <laughs> and yeah funny. this <laughs> one was so it. spot on <laughs> holy shit was it spot on i was like god damn okay i'll be over here with my in the swords thank you <laughs> and you've done like so much legwork because a lot of the times i've noticed you tie a couple of them together so like you you've linked um previous months together a couple times on twitter yeah as a way so yeah. people can track i mean you're you're doing a lot of work for people this is me just telling people to tip katie more because tying it together yeah. lets you track back uh you know what you did what, you, what people saw in themselves previously and then see how they've grown yeah, since isn't that, that time. fun i love that i adore that and then all right if you're going to be really active about it you can think back to what happened to you in those past months and what's resonating from the reading and bringing up those, you know, memories. And you can attach those memories to this movie and make it a whole feeling. And then every time you need to access a, that certain feeling, you can always watch that movie. If you're having trouble conjuring it within, you can like literally use this to map out your subconscious and your feelings for further divination and things. That's heard so it here, awesome. folks. Support Katie oh. Webb. Support yes. Katie Webb. <laughs> I can't say it enough. <laughs> Go check out all of her work. Um, I like that your link tree actually says I shared my soul with you. Pay me. Like that's legit <laughs> amazing. <laughs> 
That's that thought came to me while I was drinking mushroom tea, actually. Fun fact. <laughs> I mean, awesome that's the that? way to do it. Like, and also, I mean, folks <laughs> out there, do tip your your people. I mean, your bud tenders, your your divination folks. Like the world is hard. If you're fortunate enough to have some money to throw around, and not everyone is, we know. But do support the people that are making awesome content out there because it is a Honestly, very strange world. Little tips are sh- the shit. Three dollars here, five dollars there. That's the shit, you guys. Don't feel like that's not much. That's sick. It makes us. That can mean the difference between a positive balance and a negative balance in a bank account. Yeah, that it's all the shit. Like anything, anything you can, any little share, any little dollar. It brings the it's all the shit, you guys. Too. It's like, all awesome. Getting tipped, it makes you feel like this is speaking personally, but it makes you feel excited is coming from my experience so (laughs) tip your people for sure it makes you be like oh my god they got real value out of me that's right (laughs) that's right (laughs) okay everybody let's put a pause in this one we're all gonna get up stretch our legs for a minute or so um come back together because we're gonna record part two yeah we'll record part two um if you're listening and you're hearing katie webb for the first time i think she has like three or so episodes or maybe four at this point we love having katie on the show it's almost four i love i love hanging here ah <laughs> that means so much to hear like you you uh, katie's our first interview everyone like katie has been our first yes. for, for <laughs> seance guest like you are such an important part of just this this camaraderie that we have here i mean it's just absolutely can't say it enough so support katie check out her website follow on twitter on tiktok on instagram and um if you would like to be so kind to us check out her bonus interview that we're going to do that will be available to our listeners the five dollar tier and above uh so revelator network revelator network.com forward slash subscribe to get access to that Katie will be joining us on October 2nd, around 8 p.m. Eastern. We're going to do our seance there. Um, We have the other one archived if folks want to get that. That's for paying members, too. And um, we're going to talk about what we're actually going to We'll be referencing that a lot. Yeah, that is a good point. So it might be really helpful to go up there and grab a copy of that one. It's important to have that science brain with this kind of shit and use that first time as, like, either a reference point or, like, you know, solving mm-hmm. for X, that kind of shit. I'm going to need to re rewatch the old one. I've already watched <laughs> it over once because I was blindfolded and headphoned in the corner over there. So I, I, I was clueless, yeah, but true. watching it back, yeah, my jaw dropped. That perspective might be important too. That's a good point. That's a very good that point. Might, that might be interesting. Okay, folks, we'll cut it here. We'll get up and we'll come back in a little bit. Stay safe out there, everybody. And we will talk to you very, very soon. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone.